Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning as we continue to discuss God's Word. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you again for your awesomeness, Lord, and your magnificence, God, and that you reign on your throne, Lord, and that you see all that goes in in heaven and earth and underneath the earth, Lord, that your eyes know everything, Lord, that you perceive everything. There's nothing that is hidden from your sight, God including us lord and that you see the good that we do for you lord and we just thank you for allowing us the chance to choose you lord and to come into alignment with your word lord and for covering us with your mercy and your grace lord and your love lord that we can find refuge under the shadow of the almighty god that you are our shield and our buckler lord and the horn of our salvation god that we have nothing to fear lord from the wicked one because he can't touch us because you are covering us lord so we just thank you for that and we rejoice in it in jesus name amen in jesus name amen and amen well good morning everybody and welcome to our morning bible study and our continued study on the lord's house in uh, the previous podcast we discussed or we we i'll say prefaced that in this one we were going to discuss earth and it being the choosing ground right and this was yes. part of the plan that the lord designed in his manifold wisdom before the foundations of the earth mm-hmm. right so that we can understand him and his eternal plan mm-hmm. right and and it being the choosing ground because he made us as free moral agents with a mind heart will and emotions right Yes. All those yes. things. And it, and also, we're looking at it because, Dean, you brought up this great, you had this great question, uh, you know, so we can all learn, which is why would the Lord put two trees in the garden? In the center of the garden. In the center of the garden. Mm-hmm. Right? And, of course, what we discussed yesterday, if he had removed one of the trees, then there that eliminates choice, mm-hmm. which means it would violate us being free moral agents. So we're going to discuss today about earth being the choosing ground for us that the Lord set up for us to choose whom we will serve. Amen. And honey, you and I are probably going to piggyback back and forth on this, but I want to turn it over to you um, to take the lead on this. Okay, darling. Um, where shall we begin? I want to beginning. Okay. I, I definitely want to start by saying that as we go through this, this section that we're going to talk about today, remember that we are still talking about building the Lord's house or the Lord's house in particular, mm-hmm. but another word for that would be the temple of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And another word that's kindred to temple would be template, right? There's a pattern that goes along with it. And every time God shows us a pattern, it's because he wants us to know him. He wants us to understand him and not be in the dark. He speaks to us um, 
via the Holy Spirit. We have his written word. And he also left us examples in what he tells us to do, but also in creation to let us know who he is and what's going on. And even some things that are mysteries of what has happened so that we can walk with him and all things God wants us to walk with him and cooperate with him willingly. And for a lot of us, having a a level of understanding helps us in that to cooperate with God and to believe him more fully. So we're talking about the choosing ground. Well, um, I, in spending time with God, I had some questions for him. God is not scared of us asking him questions. He does not want us to doubt him, but we can ask questions to understand his ways. Uh, the scripture tells us that the children of Israel knew God's hands or his acts, uh-huh. but Moses knew God's ways. There are various scriptures that tell us that, um, that God has reserved mysteries for us, that he wants us to know the things that are um, apparent secrets. They seem like they're secret things or it's not readily um, perceived by the natural mind. God has laid those all aside for his, his church, his body and believers that will come in because he does want us to know. So you can reference Romans eleven fifty three, Second 2 Corinthians 2, 14, Ephesians 1, 17 in particular. Layla, can I have you look that up? Ephesians 1, 17, Colossians 1, 10, 2 Peter 1, verses 2 through 3. Charles, I want you to look that one up for me. Also, you have Matthew 13 and 11, Luke 8, 10, 1 Corinthians 4, 1. Promise, will you look that up for me? 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 1 Corinthians 14, 2. All of these scriptures referencing how God feels about us knowing things about him. And Layla, are you ready? And you said Ephesians 1, 17? I did. Okay. And it says mm, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1 is a prayer, uh, a spirit-led prayer that God gave to the Apostle Paul to pray for the church of things that is that are in God's heart that he desires to bring about in the life of the believer. So you just read there, God wants us to know, have revealed knowledge of who God is. Okay? Yes. He wants us to know um, things that the world can't perceive and understand because he's already laid them aside for us. Uh, Charles, you ready? Yes. Was it Colossians 1.7? 110. 110. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being faithful, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Increasing in the knowledge of God. That's not just memorizing scripture. Because doesn't Satan have scriptures memorized? Yes. After all, he quoted them to the Lord of glory. He quoted scripture to, he quoted the word to the word and tried to manipulate and twist it. So it's not just about memorization and rote. It's about understanding the will of the Lord and his nature and his character. Promise you ready? Yes. Let me have it. Moreover, it is required in stewards that be, that one be found faithful. Uh, I'm sorry. Read, keep reading. Both me is 
It is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. Are you... I'm sorry, baby. Are you reading... Did you start at verse 1? Why you said 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Oh, that's verse 2. Okay, start at verse 1 for me. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ, servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Amen. There we go. The mysteries of God and stewards over them, meaning that you're watching over them, that you're learning, but then you're also understanding and able to use, and not in an ungodly way, but use that as a tool within your life, the wisdom and the mysteries of God. That's important. Okay. So now, um, as we look up at our um, timeline that we're looking at, we're going to take a walk back to Genesis chapter one. We know that God declares the end from the beginning. We know that our God knows all things and nothing is hidden or secret from him. So, yes, go ahead. Will you be making this available on the uh, website or... I am still asking the Lord about that. Okay, because um, you made reference to a timeline that we're, we're all yes. privy to see. So Yes, and I was yes, <laughs> just going to say you guys can't see it, and I do apologize, but we'll try to describe it as best we can. And I'm honestly just asking the Lord um, for wisdom and discernment of if he does want me to make it available online. Mm-hmm. And if he does, I certainly will do so. If he does not, then... We'll there may be uh, another series coming on specifically about the choosing ground, and in that we would definitely release a, a timeline um okay i would so, just say to listeners if, if you if you think the lord is eager to have the timeline send an email at yes, a day of prayer please yes. amen amen that? that request amen. i will definitely be making available granting mm-hmm. that um okay so examining god through creation through nature which he says in romans shows us who he is shows us his deity right yes. and his attributes Genesis chapter one, verse one says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then verse two says, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So when you look at that, we see through the example of what's written in the scriptures of creation, God didn't create anything blank. He didn't create anything without form and void. And um, without his light in his presence. Mm -hmm. However, the earth shows up in verse two in what is called unreality um, because it's different than how God created it. Reality would be what is real. And we know the spirit realm is what's real. God is what's real. And anything that leaves its abode or its position becomes now it takes another place. That's not what God created it to be. Okay. Yes. So. In this time frame between Genesis 1 verse 1 and Genesis 1 verse 2, something happened. Something happened to change God's creation that no doubt was good because we Mm -hmm. see his carrying out everything he created. He said it was good. It was fully developed and suitable for its purpose. And he said it was good. So for the earth to now be not fully developed and not suitable for its purpose, something went wrong. Something changed. Something happened. Mm -hmm. In between verse 1 and verse 2, there was something going on. And then when we pick up in verse 2, starts the reforming and everything being put back in its place of creation. And the earth in particular 
creation. There's more to us than what we see in the natural. So we have, let's go find out what happened. Um, Isaiah. Four. Oh, you have something, my love? Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, we, we covered this, but let's reread it. It's, uh, it's beginning in Isaiah 14, 12 through 17. Does that work? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's talking about the fall of Lucifer, right? Lucifer yes. was the name of Satan when he was the angel of light serving the Lord, right? Yes. It says, how are you, or how you are fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down from the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners? Amen. Okay, and let's follow up with Ezekiel 28. Verses 12 through 19. Do you want me to read that also, honey? Um, yes, go ahead. Thank you. It says, let's see, 12, 28, 12 through 19. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel 28. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, the topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were, an, uh, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within. And you sinned. Therefore I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore I brought fire from your midst, it devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth, in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror, and shall be no more forever. Amen. 
Okay, so both of those references in Isaiah 14 and in Ezekiel 28 are referencing Lucifer, who decided he was going to try to replace God. Remember, we talked about that in the previous podcast. That's his MO, get rid of God, replace him. You don't need him. You can be your own God, right? And he is trying to, and was at the time, trying to establish his own throne above the throne of God. And God said, no, that's not going to happen. And he kicked him out and um, defeated him. Now, with God, the moment he speaks it, it's done. Mm-hmm. And even though there, are, there is time that we see in carrying it out, sometimes things are instant. Sometimes things happen over the course of ages. So um, now let's go to Revelation chapter 12. We referenced this of, oh. Maybe the last two previous podcasts? Yeah, Yeah, within the last few podcasts. Okay. I'm there. Revelation chapter 12. Uh, Sorry, let me get there. Okay, let's start at verse 4. And we're going to read that. Let's read to verse 9. His children drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to god and his throne then the woman fled into the wilderness where she was where she has a place prepared by god that there should feed her there 1260 days and war broke out in the heavens, in the heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cut cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him okay amen and so as we're looking at that section we're not so much as focusing on the spiritual reference to jesus at this time because we're looking at what happened in um this portion of time why was the earth found without form and void in genesis 1 verse 2 so you saw satan in verse 4 of chapter 12 of revelation draw a third of the angels mm-hmm. to go with them the stars is speaking of the angels of god and then in verse seven sorry. then in verse seven there's a war that broke out in heaven michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought because they're trying to usurp god mm-hmm. but they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And then, um, let's see. Let's look at verse 12 and 13 in Revelation chapter 12 as well. And I'll read that real quick. It says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. Okay? 
so we see Satan cast out of where he was and now is in a place in a fallen state. Okay. Now yes. let's, let's reference that with two other places in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Let's look at second Peter chapter two, verses four through five. Can you read that for me, my love? And then next we're going to look at Jude chapter one, verse six. I can. And I think we should also read through six though. Okay. Um, cause there's an interesting note in there, right? It says, uh, so second Peter two, <clears throat> beginning of verse four, <clears throat> excuse me. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. Amen. So, so these things happened. And he's giving it as an example for those thereafter that would choose Amen. to follow the, that example and live in the same manner. Does everybody get that? Yes. Thus far? Yes. Okay. And then can I have Jude chapter 1 verse 6, please? I'm there. Okay, go ahead, my love. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Okay. So, you see, Lucifer did not stay in his place. He did not remain under the submission to God and chose to rebel against him. An important verse here we need to look at is Hebrews chapter 2, um, and we're going to look specifically at verse 16, but we can take the section of 4 through 18 to have clarity of understanding. I got it. Okay. It's Hebrews 2, starting in verse 14. Um, can you pull verse 16 out for me first, and then we'll yes. reread it together with the whole section? Uh, verse 16. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Okay, so angels had the ability to choose, but not the right. The blood of Jesus Christ does not redeem them from the choice that they made. As we saw in Second mm -hmm. Peter chapter 2 and Jude chapter 1, they're reserved under chains of darkness for Amen. the final judgment. Because they don't have an opportunity to go, oh, God, I'm sorry, I'm coming back. However, mankind does. Um, go ahead and read the rest okay. 14 through 18. Thank you. And it says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful 
and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make a propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Amen. Now that's important for a number of different reasons. But we talked yesterday, we spoke about the tempting and who the tempter was. Mm -hmm. It's not God. Amen. He subjected himself to be tempted or tested like we all are. Okay. Mm-hmm. But was without yes. but was without sin. spot, wrinkle, blemish, any sin whatsoever, which is why he could be the propitiation, the covering, the sacrifice for us and our sin. Okay. Amen. Amen, amen. So we all see that Lucifer fell, left his abode, that created destruction when the Lord kicked him out of heaven. That's why the earth was found without form and void because the Lord kicked him down to earth. And we know we serve a mighty God, so it wasn't a baby kick. So, um, this is why Jesus could say, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Amen. Just Amen. Connect all the dots. Amen. Glory to God. It's okay. Let's come back to Genesis 1 2. Now, we're coming back, and the Lord is hovering over the face to bring restoration. And when God said, let there be light, that was him beginning the process of turning things around after the war, after the um, dealing with Satan in the first phase. I'll just call it that before our, our natural understanding. In the first phase of dealing with Satan was kicking him out of heaven. Now he's going to deal with him over time, and then he's mm-hmm. going to eventually put him in the lake of fire as we see that walked out. But for God's purpose, it's already done. The moment he said it, it was finished. Um. So this is also where time was created because Mm -hmm. eternity is absent of time on a clock. But when we come back to this separating that's going to happen, this is where God says, now I'm going to take a portion of eternity. I'm going to call it time and I'm going to work these things out. And there is a why behind it. There is a why God is going to do this. So let's. Let's talk about the why real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about time being created and God separating heaven and earth because it was all one at one point, but he had to separate it out. Now he's going to deal with this sin that has taken place and finish that process. When Satan decided he was going to cease to worship God and raise his throne above God and and topple God, he, as you saw, drew a third of the angels. Now, when we look through Revelation, we see a myriad of angelic beings, creatures in heaven. They have all different looks. They have all different purposes. And that secret of who they all are, what they've all done, belongs to the Lord. Um, And I'm sure he'll tell me at one point, but he hasn't said that to me right now. Every single thing that the angels did. But we see the the cherubim. We see the um, seraphim. We see the archangels. We also see principalities powers and those are the fallen angels right and, and the, also yes. just for the listeners in case people are unaware and you see anytime you see like cherubim seraphim it means plural there's more than one in hebrew the, the i am at the end typically refers to the plural form of cherub in this case right that we're talking cherub or seraph right anytime you see the seraphim m that typically refers to the plural form. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. So when, thank you, my love, for saying that. When Lucifer pulled a third of the angels, there was contamination that happened of the heavenly community. Everybody had the, it was set before them, whose side are you going to be on? Right? Yes. yes. Okay. And the, there are some creatures that made their, some of the created beings that made their choice right then and there, pick a side. There are some that did not. I don't know what humans were, like what our spiritual form is other than what, what the Lord has described, but why we were given an opportunity to make our choice when the sin was presented because we are eternal beings correct we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body when we leave this earth we will be rejoined in our eternal abode if we choose christ we'll be able to rejoin the heavenly community as we were with him and we see jesus saying lord glorify me with the glory that i had with you before the world was he's going to put it all back together in eternity you have something you want to say nope okay continue please um and there are creatures or created beings that needed the time to make their choice. Mm-hmm. Hence, what we see mankind existing as he is today. And that's what Adam was created. That was the first time that we saw man look the way he does with a dirt body. When we referenced um, Isaiah and Ezekiel, the Lord said he laid them before kings. There are created beings that have thrones, correct? There are Yes. They are doing things in heaven because they are designed to worship God. Now, for us, we are coming. God is bringing mankind through into a dirt body for us to make our choice. The dirt body is our connection to time. Mm-hmm. Which you've, again, as you referenced, Genesis 1, 14. Right? Everybody's yes. got that? Um, I'll read it just so it's clear. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and for years. That's time. So God took, we were all eternal and all together at one point. And then because of sin, he separated the heaven and the earth because we see them in Revelation come back to being together again. God is going to restore it to its original state, absent of sin and anything that would contaminate it. So, um, in Genesis 1, 4, we saw the light and that it was good. I'm sorry, and God saw the light and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. There's a separating bringing those two apart so now he can take this and put it into time and deal with the sin that entered into the heavenly community okay yes and then like you referenced my love genesis 114 shows the actual stamping of time time is Mm. going to move forward it's got this pace and we're going to carry out the plan of redemption for everything now over the line that hangs over everything is first corinthians chapter 15 verses 24 through 28 and my love will you remind me of time if i if we need to stop in or pause for today 
Uh, well, technically, we've we've gone over by by a couple of minutes. Okay. Um. Do do we? I feel like we should just keep going. Okay. Well, how about we do a cliffhanger? I'm gonna. We're gonna read this First Corinthians chapter 15, and then we'll pick back up there tomorrow. Okay. And we can keep rolling. Sounds like a plan. All right. Who's got that for me? First Corinthians 15 verses 24 through 28. I have it. All right. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who puts all things under him is ex- accepted. Mm-hmm. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Okay. Amen. So God is... Jesus is restoring, and it's God, through Jesus, restoring divine order. And verse 24 says it. Then comes the end, when he, that's the Lord Jesus, delivers a kingdom to God the Father, everything all put back in its place, everything is pure and clean, Remember how often Jesus talks about the, the church and the lamb being without spot or wrinkle. Everything's purified. Everything's clean. And he's going to give it back to the father, deliver it back to him. And then when he does this, and as he's doing that, he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So Satan's going to be done away with all of those things. And we will be back to where we started. Remember Jesus in the gospels, when the, Pharisees said, well, these brothers all married the same woman, one each in their own turn, and each died. When they go into paradise, into heaven, whose wife is she going to be? And he said, you misunderstand. That's not, nobody is married or given in marriage, but they are like the angels. Meaning, referencing this here, all the authorities, every order that God has created is a type and shadow of the authority and submission to his authority in heaven. But when we go back with our literal sense into the eternal community, the heavenly community, there's not going to be husband and wife anymore because he's the head. Mm-hmm. And he's the authority over all, not sub-authorities underneath there. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. He's, he's the one authority. He's everything we need. And that's how he designed it and wants it to be. So... When we look at the garden, we think that's the beginning. That's the beginning of mankind in the state that we know him, of looking like us with this dirt sack. But there is a beginning before that that is all of eternity and all things that God has ever made. That's the beginning, the beginning. Okay? So when we come back in the next podcast, we'll finish this up and and talk about some more details. Amen. So who wants to close out in prayer? I, I will. All right, promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for revealing your word to us. Mm -hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for just for making it where we know your voice and that we're not running after other things. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.